title of today's message is just real simple, and it's entitled, How to Win in Life. How to Win in Life. And so I want to kind of preface it all with a question uh, for you to ask yourself. And, 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 and listen, you know, it's real easy. Sometimes we come into church and, and we look and say, well, everything's good, and, and, and we don't, may not always take something, you know, fully serious about it. Um, but I really, I want you to ask yourself this question this morning, and, and then I'm going to give you some context for answering it. And that is, the question is, am I winning in life? Maybe you've never asked, am I winning? And when I say winning, we could use the word victory, we could use overcoming, we, we can use a, several different um, adjectives there. But I want you to ask yourself the question, am I winning in life? Because sometimes we can just go through life and it passes us by and we never pay attention. We're just surviving. If I can just survive this pandemic, if I can just survive, you know, this situation at work, if I can just survive this situation in our marriage, if I can just survive, you know, whatever the deal, this disease, if I can just survive this sickness. And many times we live in a survival mode and we don't live from the place of really ever asking ourselves, am I winning in life? And then you get to your deathbed and you're getting ready to go meet Jesus. And then you begin to think back, did my life matter? See, you, you, you don't think about on your deathbed, you don't think about your house or your cars or, 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 or your jobs or certain things. You, don't, you think about relationships and you think about the deeper things of life and, and, and the meaning of my life. Did my life have an impact? Did I win? Did I win in this life? And so we've got to ask ourselves, sometimes we've got to stop and just take a moment and ask ourselves, am I winning in life? And I want you this morning, I want to help you to know and apply the, the truths or the principles so that you can know if you're winning and to help you know how to win in life. And, and my firm belief is if I came to ask each and every one of you, do you want to win in life? I would say that should be 100% of you would respond, yes, I want to win in life. Now, I mean, if you're in a deep spiral depression, you might say, I don't care. I mean, honestly. But I think deep down, we all want to say, yes, I want to win in life. And so I want to look at what, just some simple truths of what, what does that look like for me to win in life? See, from the world's perspective, we, we, the world judges winning different. And the world says, well, you know, if I'm going to win in life, then that means I've had a successful career. I've won awards. I've won accolades. I, I, I've built this company. I have made money. I am self-sufficient. I'm providing and uh, uh, the needs of my family and providing an inheritance, you know, whatever the case, but I'm succeeding in my realm of life 
and so I feel like I'm winning in life. The problem is, is that when those that have done that are laying on their deathbed, they don't care about how successful they were. What they care about is did my life mean anything? And did it mean anything to those closest to me? The world's idea of winning is succeeding in acquiring wealth. You ever pulled up to somebody next to you and they're driving a really nice car? Now listen, there's nothing wrong with having a nice car. Okay, let me preface this. And there's nothing wrong with being wealthy, okay? But you ever pull up to somebody and they drive in a nice car and you look over at that and you say, man, it almost makes you feel less than? It may not every one of you, but there may be some of you that you pull up to somebody and they're driving a really nice car and, and you know how much that car probably costs and you're thinking, man, they must be successful. Or you look at, you know, somebody's house they live in and say, man, they must be successful. Nothing wrong with a nice house. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying the world says if you have a nice house, nice car, you know, you, you, you have the things that the world deems important, and it's not just those you're successful in your business, then you're winning. And, and that may or may not be the case. Maybe you are winning, maybe you aren't. The world says, if I'm winning, I'm winning because I've championed a cause I believe in. I, I, I gave my life to, to, to go save the whales. I'm not saying they don't need saving. I'm just saying I've championed the cause. I, I gave my life to go rescue all the dogs in the world. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying I, I, I see my life as successful because I've given up my life to champion a cause. That's what the world can deem as successful. But is it? Well, I believe that I'm living and I'm winning in life because I'm living my truth and what's right to me. I'm not going to let anybody tell me or dictate to me anything different and I'm going to live my truth and what I think and what I perceive is right. Therefore, I'm winning in life because nobody's telling me what to do. The world says, well, I've lived a long and a good life. I've lived a long and a good life. So, so they must have won in life because, you know, they lived to 110 years old and they were married for 70 years. I'm not saying that they weren't. I'm just saying that sometimes we look at those things and say, well, they died young, so they didn't win in life. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. Perspective. Well, I've raised good kids taking care of my family. I've got good kids. They all have good jobs. So I must be winning in life. And then the last one, and, and there's probably many more, but the last one is I've become famous in this life. You know, the song, you remember the song, All I Do Is Win, 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 and, and you know, and they fan in the money, you know what I'm saying? And, and you see the nice cars and the and all those things, and, and we've got a, a, a whole group of young people that they're chasing f being famous, thinking that they're going to win in life just because they're famous. 
Maybe so, maybe not. We've got to find out what does it really mean to win? What what does that look like for me to say that, that, that I'm succeeding in life or I'm winning in life? And so here's just a few things from the Word of God. Go over to Revelation chapter 20. Let's go to the end. Let's get to the end of the book and let's see what the Bible says. Revelation 20 verse 11. It says, Then I saw a great white throne and him who sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, standing before God, and books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged according to their works, by the things which were written in the books. The sea gave up the dead who were in it, and death and Hades delivered up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one according to his works. Then death and Hades were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You notice it doesn't say anything about how famous you were, how much money you had. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with having money. I'm not saying that. It's the love of money. It's not saying anything about their possessions. There was one qualification. Now, now these are people that didn't know Jesus. Just so you have some understanding. He's not judging people that knew Jesus. These are people he's judging that don't, they don't know Jesus. In other words, he, the, the ones that says their name's not written in the book of life, he's, there's, been a, there's a separation there. And what he's saying is, is listen, if you want to know what winning in life is, the most important thing for you and I to win in this life is our name's got to be written in that book. And if it's not written in the book, then we just read what happens to those whose name's not written in the book. And so we can make this life about anything that we want to make it about. But the, the truth of the matter is, the first thing, the most important thing in your life is, is my name written in that book? And if you've got your notes, I've got more scriptures in there. But my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Romans 10, 9, and 10. How, how do I get my name written in that book? Romans 10, 9, and 10. To believe in your heart, to confess out of your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. It's not how many church services you attended. It's not how much you gave to the church. It's not how much you did for the church. Are you listening to me? My name's written because I believed on Jesus Christ. I believed with all my heart and I confessed it out of my mouth that he's not only my Savior, but he's my Lord. See, he's not just your Savior, he's also your Lord. Savior speaks to rescue, Lordship speaks to authority. 
and he's got to be both. The second one, and I'm just giving you God's definition, and then I'm going to get to the, 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 the keys to it. But the second one is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Matthew 25, the parable of the talents. Where the, Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like. So he's telling you, this is the kingdom of heaven. This is what it's like. And it's like a master who's going away to a far country and he leaves, um, he leaves resources according to their ability with three servants. One he gave ten, I believe one five, one uh, one. And, and, and he gives them that and then he goes away and the Bible says he comes back. When he comes back, he calls his servants to account. And he says, hey, what did you do with what I gave you? And the first one said, I made ten more. Well done, good and faithful servant. And the second one, well, I got five more. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. You've been faithful over little things. I will put you ruler over much. Then the last one, he came to and he said, well, I knew that you were a hard man. You reaped where you didn't sow. So I just, I hid, I hid what you gave me and I didn't do anything with it so that when you came back, I could just give you back what you gave me. And he says, well, I'm going to judge you according to your own words and you should have at least taken what I gave you and put it in the bank and earned some interest. And he said, take that wicked and lazy servant and cast him out into outer darkness where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, let me say this real quick. You, you, when he's talking about the talent, he's not talking about his love because you can't earn it. He's not talking about what Jesus provided on the cross because you can't earn it. So we're not talking about salvation. We're not talking about earning your salvation. We're not talking about earning, you know, the love of God. We're not talking about earning healing or provision or any of those things. You can't earn those things in the sense that Jesus died and provided that. So I'm not talking about that. But on the backside of what he's provided you, there's an expectation that you're going to do something with it. So because I'm saved, because I'm healed, because I'm provided for, because I have grace, because I have strength, because I have all these things that were provided, I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. All the promises of God are yes and amen. Because I've been provided those without charge, there's an expectation that I'm going to take that and actually do something with it. We have the parable of the talents. The third one is I've walked in love. You see, because if you don't walk in love, First John 4, 7 says, Beloved, we need to love one another because love is from God. And everyone that loves knows God, and he that doesn't love doesn't know God, for God is love. And you go over 1 Corinthians chapter 12, 
where we, I mean, 13, we talked about the love chapter, but right before verse 4, he starts talking about that you can have all faith, but if you don't have love, it's meaningless. You can do miracles, and if you give all your, your goods to feed the poor, you can do all that. He says, but if you don't do it in love, then you've done it for nothing. So God's idea of, of winning in life is, is not about acquiring things. It's not about just knowing things. His idea of love is, number one, that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life, that we know Jesus Christ. Not just that I prayed a prayer and now I have, I've got my ticket to heaven. That's not knowing Jesus. See, knowing Jesus is not hell-proofing your life. Knowing Jesus is a relationship with the King of kings and the Lord of lords and the one who loved you first. Well done, thou good and faithful servant, that I'm taking what God has given me and I'm doing something with it. That, that's a measure of whether I'm winning in life. What am I doing? Every one of us, God's put something in you, and many times more than one thing in you, and he has given you an assignment. And if you're going to win in life, you've, you've got to be fulfilling that assignment. Amen? And number three, walking in love. In, in 1 John 4, 7, I quoted that, but you can read. I've, I've put all the scriptures in there. Um, but I want you to understand that it's important. Because we'll sit around and say, well, you know, I know this and I know that. And, and, and we, we'll gloat in what we know spiritually and scripturally. But how does that translate into fruit? The more you know, the more you're responsible for. So you ought to be doing more than anybody else if you know more than everybody else. Amen. So, I want to do something. I brought the glasses out for this because I think it's important that if I want to know that I'm going to win in life, there's, there's a mindset that we've got to deal with. We're going to deal with it real quick. not be straight with it. And that is a victim mindset. See, because a victim mindset means that life is happening to me and I can't do anything about it. And a victim mindset says it's happening to me and it's not my fault. And it's not my responsibility. You need to fix it. You need to stop doing it. You need to treat me different. You need to do this. You need to. A victim mindset takes away all responsibility on my part. Now, you may have been a victim of something. Most every one of us in here probably have. But it doesn't mean that I have to remain a victim. At some point, I have to make a decision in my life that, yes, bad things may have happened to me, but I still have a choice in how I respond to that. And because 
I have a Savior, because I know Jesus, because I have his provision, because I have his strength, because I have his joy, because I have his healing, because I have his restoration, I don't have to stay here. But in order to stay a victim, I have to tell Jesus, what you've done for me is not enough. That what happened to me is more powerful and more important than Jesus, what you've done for me. So I, I, I've got to make a decision in my life. Because the principles of winning in life don't work for victims. Because you'll always be a victim. You'll always be. Until that mindset changes, you'll always be that. And, you know, I remember when God just really hit home in my life with this is it's pastor friends that we have. And she, we were talking one day about a, a, another person and, and their situation and helping them. And, and, and this, this pastor, it's, it's the wife, she had been abused as a child. She had been abused physically. She had been abused, I believe, sexually. She had been abused. And she said, you know what? She says that there came a day, she said, I had to choose whether I was going to be a victim or she said when I was going to stop being a victim. See, that's your decision. That's your decision. So we want to win. We want victory. Here's the problem. You can't have both. You can't have both. Some of you, you're still mad at God. You're a victim of God. And it's all because you, you've forgotten what Jesus has even done for you. And all you can see is circumstances. Some of you have been a victim of the church. Some of you have been a victim of abuse. Listen, I could tell you of things in my own life that, that, that nobody knows except my wife. And I could choose to, to just say, well, I was a victim of this or this happened or that happened. Or I can choose to say, you know what? Jesus paid the price for me to have victory, and I choose victory. I choose victory. I choose to have victory. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not even saying you don't need help. Sometimes there's some things you may need to see somebody and have some help and some counseling. And, and so I'm not saying that there aren't things that sometimes we've got to deal with. I'm just saying that as long as you stay here, you'll never get here. You can't have both because faith doesn't work from a position of being a victim. Faith only works from a position of being victorious because my faith is in Jesus Christ who was not a victim of the cross. He was victorious over the cross. You see, you, you following me here. So, here's the good news, is that I win in this life because Jesus has already won. You see, that's the good news, is that I have the, the potential for winning and victory because Jesus has already won. He's already won. And my life as a child of God is hidden in Christ. 
so I don't have to necessarily go out and fight all the battles. Jesus has fought the battles. I get to stay in Christ. Now, I'm not going to tell you there aren't some things you got to do. I'm going to read it to you from the Word here. And I'm going to give you just some basic principles of winning in this life. Number one is, is you've got to live a spiritual life. You cannot win in life if you do not live a spiritual life. What does that look like? It means that I live from the Word of God. And I'm going to go through these quickly for time, but if you've got the notes, it's all in there. I have to live from the Word of God because faith comes through the Word of God. 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse 4 says that, that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. I've got to live a life of faith if I'm going to win in this world. So I've got the word of God. I've got to live it. Number two is, is I've got to walk in the spirit. When I say live a spiritual life, part of that is I've got to walk in the spirit or according to the spirit. Romans 8.14 says that the true sons and daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. Paul told the Galatians, he said, listen, oh foolish Galatians, you began in the spirit. That's where they called on Jesus Christ. We're born again. And he says, you're, you're trying to finish this spiritual life in the flesh. It's got to be a life of the spirit. Acts 1.8, we're empowered by the spirit. Galatians 5.22 talks about the fruit of the spirit. We've got to have that in our life. And then the third part of living a spiritual life is I've got to pray always. The Bible says everything through prayer. Pray always with all manner of prayer. And I've got to pray correctly. And we've got a prayer guide that you can go to on our website and download it that will teach you how to pray correctly. Because there is a right way and a wrong way to pray. And some of you, it would be a huge benefit to you because you've been discouraged in your prayer life because you're not seeing answers, and it's because you're not praying correctly. So, number one is live a spiritual life. Number two is that I've got to choose fellowship with Jesus and other believers. In other words, my life has to go deep with Jesus and other believers. And when, when the Bible talks about fellowship, it's talking about the word koinonia, and it's a word of sharing or participation. That means that when I'm in fellowship, I'm sharing with somebody. I'm sharing what's in me. I'm sharing my struggles. I'm sharing my challenges. I'm sharing my victories. I'm sharing with them. I'm participating with them. I'm connected with them. And if you don't have a connection with other believers in life, then you're not going to win. Because God didn't create you to go solo. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1.9, Acts 2.42, Proverbs 27.17. Just throwing out a few scriptures for you, again, for the sake of time. Number three is, is you've got to choose to serve and to make a difference. We read it earlier, the, 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 the talents. If I'm going to win in life, I've got to employ what God's put in me. Peter says, as each man has received a gift or a spiritual endowment, a special endowment, 
spiritual endowment. It says, let him employ it. I've got to use what God's put on the inside of me to serve for the kingdom of God because it's not just about me. And there's a lot of growth and healing and maturity that takes place in serving. You learn how to walk in love in serving. You learn how to humble yourself in serving. And your serving makes a difference. So that's an important part of our life is I've got to serve. I've got to be willing to do that and, and make a difference. And then the last thing is, is, this is real simple, is you just don't quit. See, some people think that winning in life means that everything works and everything's great and I don't have problems and I don't ever deal with this and I don't. No, winning in life has as much to do with lasting and, and going the distance and not quitting just because things got challenging. Paul said in, in 2 Timothy, he said, I have fought the good fight, I've finished the race and I've kept the faith. He's this is towards the end of his life, and he's talking, and he's telling Timothy, this, this young pastor that he's, that he's equipped and, and, and trained and brought up. He said, Timothy, I fought the good fight. I finished the race, and I've kept the faith. There's so many people today that they'll step away from the faith, and they quit. They quit on the people of God. They quit on the church. They quit on God. They quit on whatever. You can't win in life alone sitting in your home. You'll never win that way. You may survive, but you won't win. So if we will just look at these simple principles, this isn't meant to be super deep, just simple principles, and I think sometimes we complicate things to try and seem spiritual. But these are four very simple things that if you will employ them in your life, then they will help you to win in life. And just as a reminder, winning is not about earning your salvation. It's so important because even in, in, even in believers, we sometimes have this thing like, if I'll just do enough and live a good enough life, it'll be okay. No, it's okay because Jesus made it okay and you believe in Jesus. All of my serving, all of my doing is not earning. My serving and doing is because of, not in order to. But I still have to live a life that is because of what he's done for me. Amen? And I believe with all my heart that you're here because you want to win. You want to succeed in life. You want to see God has, God has wonderful things for all of us. God has things for us to do. They're not always easy things. But this life is just a blip. James calls it a vapor. Paul talked about his light afflictions. And I, I didn't read it, but you ought to go there and you can read it in the Word of God over in Corinthians, uh, 2 Corinthians 11, I believe it is. And he talks about, he says, I was in perils often, perils of the deep, you know, and, and this peril and that peril. And I was beaten with rods. And, and he goes through this long list of everything that he suffered. 
And you think, oh, well, you know, if he was winning in life, he wouldn't have gone through that. No, that's not true. Paul won. Because none of those things stopped him. I'd be lying to you if I sat up here and said, hey, it's all smooth sailing, it's all good, and you're not really a person of faith unless life is easy. I'd be lying to you. But Paul called them light afflictions, and he said the comparison of what I'm dealing with now compared to the glory, he said there's no comparison. You see, winning in life is not actually about this life alone. Winning in life is about my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life and eternity. 